0: I want to share with you today nine quotes that had a very transformative impact on my life and hopefully they have the same on yours hopefully one of these resonates with you so number one the truly free individual is free only to the extent of his own self-mastery while those who will not govern themselves are condemned to find masters to govern over them this is from Socrates now one of the most painful lessons I I ever had to learn in my life or uh, relearn multiple times was when I was 27 years old, I was sitting in the dentist chair and they looked me in the eye and they're like, you have a dead tooth. We're going to need to pull that thing. And it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life because for years I'd just been neglecting my oral hygiene. I wasn't brushing, I wasn't flossing. and And this was not despite knowing that I should be doing it. You know, like when you're young, you just kind of assume like nothing bad can ever happen to you. You can always take care of it later. And I just didn't do what was necessary. As a result, I, I lost that tooth. And I was reminded of the the lesson that if you cannot discipline yourself, then the world will have to do it for you. And that was the world disciplining me in that moment. And I'll never forget that lesson. Number two, this also comes from Seneca. I'm sorry, not Sene- uh, Seneca. This does come from Seneca. Our first one came from Socrates. Both guys start with an S and very, very old fellows. He said, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. I believe that the entirety of man's discontent exists in the gap between his expectations and his reality. And so the super secret playbook for creating a life of satisfaction is just to remove expectations, eliminate that gap and just be where you are in this moment. And I know that's really easy to say very, very hard in action because again, we are just humans and we are expectation machines. It's one of the things that makes us unique in the world of the animals. We can formulate an opinion of what's going to happen in the world. We can make a prediction and then test that hypothesis. And this allows us to plan for un- for for things that have not yet occurred, right? That's one of our strengths as a, as a human species. And yet that's also where so much of our comparison, so much of our of our joy is lost in life is between expecting something to happen and then the reality of what is happening. And if we had no expectations about what we wanted or ex- needed from a moment, then we would find pretty much all of the contentment we need in that moment. And it's a very, very philosophical thought, but I find it to be very true, and it's something to strive for: is to reduce expectations. When you feel upset and angry ask yourself or to reflect on the fact that this is merely due to unrealized expectations or unmet expectations. And you have the power to control your expectations and to to reduce them. I think there's a lot of power in that. Number three, the third quote is civilization advances by extending the number of important operations, which we can perform without thinking of them. Let me say that again. Civilization advances by extending the number of important operations which we can perform without thinking of them. This is from Alfred Alfred North Whitehead. I think that habits are the source code of your destiny. The fact that you can rewrite them at will is nothing short of miraculous, but you have to be very, very careful about which habits you imprint onto your your operating system because... um, What what was that quote? I think it was... Uh, Will Durant who said something like uh, excellence is a habit or something like that well on the the flip side of that um, so is mediocrity a very very easy habit actually is uh, that of mediocrity and so just got to be really really careful about what habits we, we acquire to choose them select them with intention and uh I think if we just, if we just approach the the world of habit building with more intention, I think that would change the lives of so many people. Um, I think we just go through our lives often, um, without any, without any kind of reflection. I think it, who was it? Buffett? Maybe it, maybe it was Warren Buffett who said that the chains of habit are too light to be felt, um, until, uh, until they're too strong to be broken. The habits or the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. I think there's a lot of truth in that. That's another really good quote. I'm just like a quote machine here today. All right, number four that which we can be, we must be. This is from Abraham Maslow. This is one of the most impactful, this is maybe the most impactful quote I ever had, because in a very real way, we are each of us the center of our own universe. Like the totality of your human existence is occurring within your skull at this moment. And so as a result of you being like this locus of, perspective of the universe we tend to overestimate our importance in the world like we all believe as a result of the fact that you are observing the universe from this centralized location that we are somehow special that we're unique we're above average in some way and this is why most of us think that we're above average drivers and on the one hand yes that makes us delusional to think that but on the other hand you are right, you are special, you are the center of the universe, as at least from your perspective, and you have the ability to change the world. Like there is potential greatness inside of you. And I don't think that anybody thinks that they were put on this earth to be average. And so the problem that we run into, as Maslow points out here, is that when we're not moving towards our greatness or moving or moving in alignment with what we know we're capable of, we feel that in the form of discontentment, frustration, Um, all sorts of negative emotions. When we're moving towards that greatness, though, that's when we find the highest levels of life satisfaction, of purpose and meaning and fulfillment and all that. And so that which we can be, we must be, is the recognition that inside of you, whatever that greatness is, you must move towards it. You must. It is your moral obligation. It is, if nothing else, your personal obligation if you want to live the, the best life that you possibly can give yourself. Number five, I don't have a muse. I have a mortgage. This is from Jack uh, Jim Butcher, and they say necessity is the mother of all invention, not inspiration. And I have to remind myself of this every single day when I don't feel like doing the work, which is like most days. It's that you have to show up and do the work anyway. This is this is what allowed me to write. 12, 13 books over the course of the last decade was just showing up and doing the work even when I wasn't inspired and feel like doing it. Because as Jim put, pu- points out here, he doesn't have a muse. He doesn't wait for the inspiration. He has a mortgage. He has to show up and do the work. And when you, sh- when you treat creativity and your work as this thing that... Um, you do regardless of circumstances and motivation and and, uh, how you feel in that moment, like you can move mountains, you can do anything. That's discipline beating motivation every single time. All right, number six is Booze Don't Block Dunks by Kobe Bryant. Listen, you can't let the people in the stands or your fear of their judgment holds you back. If they're not on the court, they do not matter. Focus on what you can control, focus on your game and ignore everybody else because it does not matter what they think. The only opinion, the only voice that matters is the one inside of your head. Okay, number seven, happiness is love, full stop. This is from George Valent. The Gantt study was a 70 year longitudinal study that they did of Harvard undergrads. They followed these men for 70 years to look at all sorts of different factors of like health relationships, earning potential. What they're really trying to find was what what are the factors that lead to a happy life, like maximum levels of happiness. And what they found was very, very simple. Happiness is love. It's ultimately the relationships you have with your family, your friends, your community that will dictate how happy you ultimately are. It's not money. It's not achievements, accolades, any of that stuff. It's just relationships. It's people. And so don't look past, the fact that happiness is literally the people right in front of you, right this moment. Stop looking past them and you'll find happiness. It's almost almost guaranteed. Number eight, responsibility is the price of freedom. This comes from Albert Hubbard. And this one had a really profound effect, uh, impact on my life because when I was young, I was on Ridland from when I was six until I was 16 years old. And it made me feel trapped in my, inside my body. As a result, I've always put a very high value on freedom, like not wanting anybody to tell me what to do or how to do it. I didn't want to ever feel confined or trapped or anything like that. So I went off of Ridlin at 16, which led to like this new problem, which is that I had all this freedom, but no capacity to harness it. And on the one hand, not enough freedom is captivity, but on the other hand, too much freedom is chaos. And what I discovered was that discipline is what brings order to that chaos. And so that you can realize that freedom in a way that's not just horrifying because there's so many different things, so many infinite options that you could pursue at any given moment. And you're overwhelmed by that, that potentiality. So responsibility being the price of freedom is... The reflection that you will never be truly free in this life until you can claim full responsibility for the results of your life. Anything less and you will forever be at the mercy of some external circumstance. And thus, by definition, not free. Responsibility is the price of freedom. That is just, man, if I could get that tattooed on some, on, on, maybe not on my body, but somebody else's body, I would tattoo it on their body. (laughs) I don't, I don't know why they would let me do that. Anyway, number nine, if you seek tranquility, do less or more accurately do what's essential which brings a double satisfaction to do less better this is by marcus aurelius and is one of my favorite quotes like man these are all my favorite quotes they're all so damn good this one is something that i've wrestled with for a long time being a guy who chases a lot of shiny objects in my life but truly the four words that maybe had the most profound impact on my ability to move forward meaningfully and with like a sense of uh, fulfillment. Is just these four words, do less, but better. Do less, but better. If I could just focus on doing less things in life, but doing the things that I do to the best of my ability, that's where I find not only the most growth, not the most progress, but the most satisfaction, like the most pride in who I am and what I've done. So... Those are nine quotes. I hope they, I hope maybe one of those resonated with you. Let me know, shoot me a DM, shoot me a comment, shoot a a review of the podcast. Let me know which was your favorite quote or if you got a different one, let me know that. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'll catch you back around these parts tomorrow, but until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. Hey, real quick, guys. You already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives, and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Like, the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you, and let's get to the show.